0: to the Love Life Church podcast and thank you for checking us out. We love God, love people, and love life, and we hope this message encourages you and inspires you. Here's today's message. We're going to talk continuing about the kingdom of God and, and what we're doing is, is we're recognizing uh, what Jesus majored on and what the apostles majored on as far as a subject. So when you read the Gospels, you will see that Jesus talks most of the time. The majority of his conversation was about the kingdom of God. And then when you look at the New Testament, and that's when we start in the book of Acts, that's what it says. And the apostles preached, communicated, ministered the kingdom of God. So when we're looking at the Bible and we're trying to figure out all these different things and, uh, you know, what are we supposed to do and, and what's this mean to me and how does it change my life? We literally need to understand the importance of how we live in the new kingdom that we are part of. Because everything, you might be thinking, you know, well, we don't live in a kingdom. You live in a kingdom everybody lives in a kingdom on this earth. It's either going to be the kingdom of darkness or the kingdom of light, but you are in a kingdom. Now, how many have ever been out in another country before? Okay. Now you being from another country and going into a different country, you can't sit around and saying, well, I demand it my way because my country believes that way. Can you? No, but you can do things there that they'll throw you in jail, but the place that you came from, it's it's not a problem. You can say things differently. There's all kinds of different things that that you need to be aware of, completely aware of, because it's a different country. You can't just take your American ego over to someplace else and sit there and say, I am a U.S. citizen. I demand this. And they're going to go, I demand you get out. And so that's the problem is, is, is we know that in the natural, but here we are looking at the Bible, the word of God, and it pretty much is declaring to us the same exact thing because it's a natural principle, which means it's a spiritual truth. So I need to understand, I can't pull the old way of living into this way. It doesn't work. I need to operate the way God's kingdom operates, and this is what's so important, and this is what the Bible teaches. So what we're doing is, is we're, we're bringing the revelation. We're opening up and we're looking at it. Like I said last week, we're looking at this parable and going, okay, I get this. I understand this. Remember, para, parables from the Greek word parabole, which means the throwdowns aside, parabalo, and we all understand what balo means, to throw, because it's part of the devil's word, diabolos, right? So we're talking about where God's throwing down the side of a picture to show us the spiritual truth. Why does he do that? He wants us to understand his life. Amen? Everybody in here, you know, because it's a church and because of the concept of religion, a lot of times we come in here and we're not thinking about, what is this going to do for me for Monday? It's more of a, uh, and, and, and it's sad, but it's more of a mindset of, I'm doing a God religious thing. And then I'm gonna go out there and live life normal. And that's a wrong way to think because if you think that way, you've already missed everything that this is about. You've totally, you're, you're living in a religious la-la land. There's nothing in it. It's dead. It's dead. It sucks. It's no good. I'm telling you, it's evil. I've, for many years now, because I know the truth, I've had people come up to me, and a lot of times they'll sit there, once I'm, I'm talking to them about you know, my life and, and what God has done for me, they go, I don't like religion. I go, I hate religion. And it's like they freak out. You're a pastor. And I go, I know, that's why I hate it. And they, 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 they can't figure out, why would you say that? And it's because Jesus couldn't stand religion. It's evil. It's evil. But we're not living a religious life. We're living a God kingdom life. And that's what we have to understand, amen. amen. We have to understand this. Remember, it's religion that hung Jesus on the cross. <laughs> now it wasn't the it wasn't the Romans. It was religion. So understand that. We want to we break free from that type of mindset and get free because this is truth. Remember, I don't, you probably don't, but I mean, maybe you do. Um, Kindergarten, first grade, they're gonna teach you arithmetic, correct? And arithmetic has to do with what? Okay, six of you remember? What is it? Numbers, correct? Math, numbers. Not the alphabet, correct? Now think about this. How are you taught? With numbers or with puppy dogs? There's your parable. One puppy dog, another puppy dog, two puppy dogs. One and one equals two Right? you guys are looking at me like, what school did you go to? (laughs) We are living calculus in third grade. No, do you guys get what I'm saying? So what is that saying to us? It's saying a parable brings revelation. It gets you to understand something. And I want you to understand. I want you to know this stuff. I want you to experience the kingdom. We're living in it right now. But you won't experience the, the, the awesomeness of it until you understand it, okay? So, John 3, 3, it says this. This is how you get into the kingdom. Jesus said, most surely I say to you, he's talking to Nicodemus, he's talking to a religious leader, and he says, unless one is born again, everybody say born again. Anothem is the Greek word again, and it literally means from above, all right? Unless you're born from above, just so you understand that. Born from above, you cannot see the kingdom of God. So if you're not, born again is a reference to you going, Jesus, I believe in you. I believe in you. Jesus, I believe in you. I accept you. And that brings your spirit to a place of being born again. Your spirit comes alive. And there is there is massive teaching and instruction on what takes place when that happens. Because you're now tied to this life in an amazing way that gives you a new identity, your new creation, your new everything. And that's a whole different subject of teachings, and, it's, and it takes years and years and years, but we condense it down into some of our classes so it's always good to go to the classes that we have that, that touch on uh, these ty- this type of information, but uh, it's, it's an ongoing instruction of your new life, okay? So he's saying you must be born again to be able to see or understand or perceive the kingdom of God. So this isn't for someone that hasn't received Jesus, this is for y'all. If you receive Jesus, this is for you. If you have received Jesus, well, you can. It's easy, it's free, and there, there's no strings attached. It's just you getting to that place where you're going, like I did one day, and said, Jesus, I believe, I accept you. I didn't have to cry and go, oh, Jesus, I'm a sinner, I'm a no good sinner, and let me give you the list of all the sins I've done. That is religion, those who call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. God's not, God's not wanting you to list all your bads or even for you to, to acknowledge that you're a sinner. You ever heard people say that? You must acknowledge that you're a sinner. You don't even know you're a sinner. How can I acknowledge something I don't even know I am? And even when I say that, religious, the religious instruction in some people's lives, they start freaking out. It's not scriptural, it's not in the Bible. It's what man creates. You have a sin nature, and you did a lot of sins. And I guarantee you, even if you made a list to tell Jesus, you'd miss a bunch of them. And now you're lying, you're holding back. So how are you gonna get saved? How are you gonna get saved? You can't even list them all right. Now, now see, what, what did I do? I just gave you the way we need to hear When it comes to truth and God's word, because a lot of times we get this stuff built up on us and common sense can't even get in. It's like the people that want to say, well, God gives you sickness to teach you. Well, then God gave you sickness to teach you why are you running to the doctor to get healed? You can't do that. You're either going to believe these goofy, foolish doctrines and believe them and do them, or don't preach it. And I can tell you, I'm telling you, every single preacher that stands up and and talks that way will run to the doctor and get medicine. Will run to the doctor and get surgery. They'll do everything they can to get rid of God's teaching. You guys see this? That's ludicrous. And I'm not talking about the singer. Let's move on. It says, most assuredly, I say to you, Unless one is born of water and spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of flesh is flesh. You came through your mother's womb. That's born of flesh is flesh. That which is born of spirit is spirit. He said, don't freak out. Don't marvel that I said you must be born again. So the process of kingdom is saying, I believe in you, Jesus. I accept you. You're my Lord. I'm, I'm, you're, you're it. Now I start growing. Now I start learning. Because before, the Bible says, I was spiritually blind. I had no ability to know anything. But now I'm alive unto God. I'm one with him. That's so awesome. I mean, it's, it's, that's a whole lot to take in, just me saying that. But it's true. It's true. And that's what we want to understand. There's a lot of stuff you'll hear from the word that, really gets you like, how? When God says, great love in which I loved you. Christ died for you. How? How could someone do that? I'm not becoming good and then die for me because I'm so good. I'm doing more evil and you died for me. How? See what I'm saying? I did that. When I received Jesus, I did it. It I went through the whole process. How? I mean, how? Me, how? how? And as the word continued to get in my heart, and I continued to what? Mature. You don't talk to a a five-year-old the same way you do a 10-year-old. Their knowledge is different. Correct? All of us know that. I'm giving you a parable again. We all understand that. What happens? You go through the process of learning. And as you continue to grow, as you continue to learn, what happens? You get greater revelation, greater understanding. And things start clicking. You're like going, oh, gosh, I get it now. You've been a Christian for three years. You should know more. You hear religious people love doing that. Or they like to judge you based upon what they do, what they know. And we can't be that. All of you at all different levels. This isn't like Mr. Daniel's third grade class. This isn't that. This is Mr. Daniel's y'all all over the place class. We got some kindergartners in here and we got some college age in here. We got a whole lot of dropouts in here. We got, <laughs> <laughs> we got 30 year olds that are getting a high school diploma in here. Come on somebody, all right? So we get it, we get it. We're good, we're good with that. And that's what I want y'all to relax and chill on and not look around going, I'm wondering what they're thinking. Who cares what they think? That's why the world's screwed up. We're so concerned and worried about someone else. Who cares. Live your life, live at large. Be relentless. Come on now. So the Bible says we have to be born again. It's a spiritual kingdom. This is what the the Pharisees, the religious, had an issue with. Remember, through the whole Old Testament, in the the Gospels, still Old Testament, the religious section of life was totally, completely consumed about a natural kingdom. We want King David back. So in the Old Testament, it talks about the Messiah. Everybody say Messiah. Messiah. That's what the Jews, they're still, right now in Israel, they're still Jews waiting for the Messiah. They want this natural kingdom. And so Jesus is dealing with these guys. And they're all, they just totally, where's the, where, you're, you can't be the Messiah. They're looking for another King David. Get a sword, start killing people. That's what they want. They're waiting for, we want, let's take over Rome. Let's take over everybody. Let's rule just like we did back then and for hundreds and hundreds of years thousands of years they're waiting for messiah messiah came gone crucified dead buried rose again there's the messiah and he's reigning right now that's the transition or the or the period that they're out of now we are what is known as the church age I, you can break this down into like four major, major periods. The, the, in religion, they call them dispensations. Dispensations are the way God talks or operates specifically in a period of time. In the Old Testament, there's more than just, there's not just one, there's, there's seven. But what you need to understand is, is, is and who cares? But the point is, is this, the four is Old Testament, and then you have church age, which we define as, quote, New Testament which gets screwed up because Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, you, you open your Bible and it says New Testament, right? And then it says Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, correct? Okay, that's not New Testament. That's still Old Testament. Old, New Testament doesn't start till the book of Acts. When Jesus is risen again and the church is starting its infancy of being born on this earth, that is the New Testament, so you have the church age, okay? Then you have the tribulation period, which goes back to Old Testament. That's why they talk about sacrifice and all that kind of stuff. Old Testament, which is dealing with Jews, not the church. And then you have the millennial reign, for the thousand-year reign, okay? Just a little understanding of what's going on. We live in the church age, and the church age is, quote, what... New Testament reveals the mystery because the Old Testament didn't understand it. See, God worked with the the, the Jews all through the Old Testament. And then he said, okay, I'm gonna work with Gentiles. Church age. So now we have the church age and we're living through the church age until until it's done, until that, that trumpet sounds and the dead in Christ ride first and we who will remain will get your rapture poles but we don't know when that is. I don't care. I know I'm going. Right. That, that doesn't, nothing else matters. If I'm so consumed about something that I'm already going to be a part of, I'm wasting my life. I, to, I, I remember my boys hearing end time stuff and they were like freaked out for a month or still a little bit. I mean, there's, it's just like, <laughs> yeah, but I'm, I'm, I haven't got my license yet. You know how people do. Well, they, everybody does this, everybody. And, and the thing is, is I want people to live correctly. And you can't live correctly in fear of something. The Bible says, encourage one another. Well, why don't people get encouraged when you talk about end times? Because they teach it wrong. And it becomes fearful. It becomes freaky. It becomes crazy. It comes, oh my gosh. Get right or get left. Don't worry about it. Just know it's going to end. (laughs) But we need to do what? Live life now. Live life big now. Don't consume. Don't think about it. Don't jump on YouTube and look at how many end time prophets and end time, you know, skippies that are out there trying to tell you about what's happening now. It doesn't matter. Do you understand? The tribulation period doesn't even it's not even for you. So who cares? All right, it's not a part of my message. Move on. I just think some of you, you you're getting wacko. This times is supposed to get crazy. I mean, it's supposed to get crazy. I mean, that, to get crazy. Who, you don't, who cares who the Antichrist is? Who cares? The only people that need to care are the ones that are gonna be here when we go. And it don't matter because they'll know thou. He'll make himself known. Hey, it's me. And they're like going, oh, I should have believed Daniel. Well, now it's going to be harder. If you're here during that time, it's going to be harder. But it can, it's going to happen. People are going to get saved. I, I just, I've i done it early. I, I'm already done. Yeah. You know, I'm already done, so it's all good. Y'all good? Yes. All right. And if you're concerned right now, we'll take care of that after the service. Hopefully it doesn't happen before then. <laughs> Because then you're going to hell. No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. All right. So it says, uh, he's talking to the religious. He said, uh, Luke 17, 20. Now, when he asked, was asked by the Pharisees, when the kingdom of God would come, he said to them, Jesus said, the kingdom of God does not come with observation. They're going, we want to see the king. We want to see the king riding on his, you know, army, army pony. And we want to see the soldiers and we want to see your rule, your government. That's what they're doing. He says, when, when, when it's going to happen. Jesus goes, it, it doesn't come by observation. It doesn't come by you watching. It doesn't come by you investigating. It doesn't come by you determining, is it real or is it not? He says, it doesn't come that way. You can't predict it. You can't watch its progress, You can't watch its progress now. Why? Because the kingdom of God is in you. And some of you are doing something, some of you are doing nothing. So you can't determine, oh, look, it's doing nothing. Wait a minute, this person's doing a whole lot. You can't do that. Stop it, all right? He says, nor will they say, see here, see there. For indeed, the kingdom of God is within you. Jesus was not making a statement that the kingdom is in the Pharisees. He's, the Greek word doesn't even say within you. It means amongst you. That's the better translation. I, it may be in some years. I, I just was looking at the King James, New King James. All right. So it says the kingdom of God is amongst you. The, the Jews were looking for a political figure. Jesus was saying this ain't political. This is, this is not the government in the natural This is a new reign, a new kingdom, okay? Colossians 1.13 says this, he has delivered us from the power of darkness, the kingdom of darkness. He has delivered us. You received Jesus. You've been delivered out of the kingdom of darkness and conveyed into the kingdom of the son of his love. You are translated into the kingdom. You know what the Greek word translate? deported. It literally means being deported. So when I talk to Jesus, but see, his deportation is he leads you into his kingdom. I mean, he said, he's, let's go. This is my kingdom. It's not like you're being deported like in a, in a, in a I don't want to leave. You're being you deported into, and now you're part of your kingdom, the new kingdom. That's pretty cool. New kingdom, new rule, new government. The Bible shows us Revelation 17, 19, 7, chapter 17, chapter 19. It talks about King Jesus. He's our king, he's our ruler. And the king makes the, the rules. Amen? The, he's, the, he's established the government, how it works, the laws we need to understand. We, we need to understand the, key, the keys to the kingdom. How does this thing work? How do I operate in this new, this new dominion? Everybody say dominion. Dominion. And that's pretty much what we're in. We're in this dominion. Now, you might have seen this word in Genesis where God said he made Adam and Eve, all right? He made Adam and Eve, and he gave them dominion. That is the rule and authority over the whole entire world. That is dominion, okay? Okay? That's the kingdom of God is having dominion, rule and reign in this world. Adam gave up dominion authority. Once he disobeyed God's word and did what he was not supposed to do, he gave it up. And Satan took that dominion and reigns in, that, in a darkness dominion. So there's no light in it, it's dark. And you can live any way you want in his, in his, in his dominion. He don't care. That's, the, that's the, the deception that people don't get. So you try to look at yourself and go, well, I'm morally good. I helped the lady cross the street. I'm good. I opened doors for people. I'm a good person. It's not about what you do or don't do. It's about your nature. You are born on this earth through fallen nature, or Adam. You're not, Jesus didn't get married and have kids, all right, through another person that was perfect, no sin. So there's the Adamic nature, or Adam's nature, in every person born in this world. So it isn't about good or bad. It's not about, you know, you making good choices or bad choices. You making choices, period. But the problem is that nature is, is still aligned with Death, ultimate death. And God says, I I don't want that for you. I want life. And so Jesus, the last Adam, comes, and now we accept him, and now we have life. We don't have death. We'll live eternally forever. This is it. We're we're eternal beings forever with God, which is awesome. So right now, that's why he says on earth as it is in heaven because we are a part of the kingdom of God. God doesn't have, you know, he's got the way up there and he can barely see us. He's so far away. God's God. We do that stuff. We try to figure that out. We try to separate. We try to get mileage. We try to, you know, all that. It ain't about that. Don't worry about it. It's it's God's massive. And he's here. We're here. How awesome is that? Where I am, Christ is. Well, that's embarrassing. I mean, I'm not perfect. I do a lot of bad things. Yeah, you do. (laughs) Y'all do. Everybody in here does. There ain't no righteous one in here other than your born-again spirit is righteous. But y'all still make dumb, amen? Everybody in here. And the levels of dumb are based upon your what you choose to do dumb with. You can do little dumb, right? And it's a choice you made, or you can do big. But either way, it's, it's choices. And those actions are, are things that we're growing. to do, do not, I mean, look at babies. I mean, do, you, do we even, come on, let's parable this. They, they literally have no problem, no issue pooping in their pants. And we, no, but see, because of how we're brought up on this earth, we look at it and it's not an issue to me, to us. To me it was, to us. <laughs> but we don't, we, I'm trying to get you to look at life correctly. You don't have a problem with it. Then why don't you go around crapping your pants now? pooping or whatever. Number two. Why not? We just all, we don't need diapers to just poop away. Now see, y'all getting all uncomfortable right now. But the point is because you know that's, that's gross and it's, that's disgusting. But there was one time you had no problem with it. And I remember my boys sometimes pooping and smiling do I have any parents in here at all? Like, why would you smile? I mean, oh, gosh. Or just some nasty stuff that kids do. Are you guys hearing me? What does that mean? It means they're at their level, and they can do some dumb, but it's, it's the level they're at. It's when an 18-year-old's doing it when you go, that's disgusting. But see, we aren't, in a seat to judge. Oh, you, see, because we're trying to determine everybody's our age, and they're not. So you might have someone sitting next to you that pooped their pants. You might. I'm just being real. I'm paraboling you right now. All right? Is it real or not? All right? Thank God I'm not pooping my pants. Thank God I'm not. There was a time in the Christian walk I did. There was a time I did. I've got the time where I don't. I do other dumb stuff, not pooping my pants. All right, y'all with me? All right, so God has delivered us and now we are free because of that deliverance, amen? So we have a king and everything in this kingdom has to line up to the way God does things. That's what I want us to get. I want you to know how does God do things? Well, the question you need to ask is: is how am I supposed to do things? Because I don't care what the government does things. I want to know what am I supposed to do, the things. What in my life? It's my life. How am I supposed to live in this dominion, this kingdom? How do I do it? How do I become successful? Don't tell me that God didn't create us not to be successful. He created us to be successful. Everybody in here, some of you just given up on it because you haven't been for so long. You've come to the conclusion that it is what it is. I'm going to change that attitude. It's wrong. I don't care how young or how old you are. You need to live life large. You need to win right now. There ain't no retirement in the kingdom. No retirement in the kingdom. Now, yeah, in the natural, you have time to retirement. Praise God for that. But that job was just that. Isn't your time now to veg and no, have no existence other than, well, we're just waiting our time to die. Forget that. You live life big as you can no matter what. Don't accept defeat. Don't accept your life just exists. God never said that. Well, once you hit fifty, just die. I mean, come on. If you're doing this, then you need to live big. All right, everybody, live big, live strong, be bold, be relentless. So, I mean, if I don't, whatever's happening right now, if you started that chill mode, it's time to get up earlier. It's time to get more aggressive. Just don't put up with the, the world's view or people's view or opinions. Fight. Yes. And when you've done all the fight, fight more. No. Come on, somebody. Yes. Jesus, I mean, he constantly declared the kingdom of God is here. Yes. The kingdom of God is here. Let's get involved with this kingdom. Amen. Let's get involved with it. I, I love... Um, when you look at this and you start realizing that it's here, he preached it, he, he spoke about it, he was constantly saying, come on, get in the kingdom. Get involved in the kingdom. And now we become born again, we receive Jesus, and then we, we like living life, but we have no clue. And it's time to know, to know, to understand. To be in a position where you wake up in the morning, you're like going, oh yeah, I got this. I got this. Now let's get some revelations. Let's reveal how it operates. Mark 4, 26. And Jesus says, this is what the kingdom of God is like. Here we go. Here we go. Strap on your seatbelts. This is what the kingdom of God is like. A man scatters seed on the ground. The kingdom of God is like what? A man scatters. A farmer. Throwing seed on the ground. He says, the kingdom of God. How simple is this? God Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. God. Y'all with me? He's now going to give a revelation of how his kingdom operates. A person takes seed and throws it in the ground. I mean, come on. You make this, do you make this thing difficult? We do. We make it hard. We make it so super spiritual, so goofy. And God goes, you want to live in my kingdom? Let me tell you how my kingdom operates. It's like a farmer. It's like you. you. Got some dirt in your backyard. You're thinking, you know what? I would like some tomatoes. So you go to the store and you buy a tomato packet of seeds. And you take those seeds and you scatter them in the ground. Why? Because you're expecting some tomatoes. And God goes, that's my kingdom. That's how my kingdom operates. And we're all going, what? That's too simple. That it can't be that simple. What? Now Jesus is a liar? Because these are red letters. My kingdom is like a man scattered seed on the ground, night and day. Whether he sleeps or gets up, the seed sprouts and grows. He didn't have a clue. All he knows is I need to get seed in the ground. But he doesn't, the process, he don't know. He goes to sleep, wakes up, goes to sleep, wakes up. He got seed in the ground. But he's like, Jesus goes, he doesn't know how it grows. And nowhere in scripture did God go, But I need you to understand how it grows. I need you to know the science behind it. No, God's like going, no, we're going to make this simple. I'm going to let the dirt, I'm going to let the ground do its thing. Whoo! You mean all I need to do is get that seed in the ground? Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. Let's move right along. He says, they don't know how, and by itself, the soil Produces. What? I thought the seed produces. No, the soil produces. How did we come about on this earth according to Scripture? Dirt. How did all living things, all animals, come about on this earth? Dirt. What about the birds? Dirt. All right, what about? Trees, plants, shrubs, bushes, dirt. Read Genesis chapter one. It all came from dirt. Well, the water didn't. But all of it came from dirt. Dirt, the ground. The ground produced. Isn't that interesting? So we're thinking the seeds like going, ur, ur. no, the ground produces What's the seed DNA, but the seed has to get into the ground. If the seed doesn't get in the ground, it cannot produce anything. You can't take a watermelon seed, a a, a grapefruit seed, a a orange seed, whatever seeds and eat them and go, Oh, I taste them. I taste them. It doesn't, it doesn't work that way. Y'all with me. All right. And that's what he says. It's, it's by the soil. The soil produces. The soil produces. It continues on in verse 28, Mark 4 28. The soil produces grain, first the stock, then the head, then the full kernel in the head. As soon as the grain is ripe, he puts a sickle because the harvest has come. So there's a process of it growing, right? How is the kingdom of God like? A person takes seed puts it in the ground, and the ground grows, produces, and that ground and the seed starts producing life. So see, the seed is not alive until it's planted. Okay, then a seed, according to Luke, according to what Jesus talks about, the seed is the word of God. The seed is the word of God. Do you hear me? Okay, so the seed is the word of God. Well, I need healing. Okay, ready? Fix it. You got my Bible on it. Should get better pretty soon. What's gonna happen? I'm gonna get tired holding my Bible. But nothing's gonna happen. See this is like going I'm going to start take taking scripture and saying it cuz it'll magically work no it's got to get planted yes. I've never bought seed for the purpose of planting never and go well, I'm going to plant it and I really hope it works I mean I, who knows 50-50 no, I, I'm planning. I have an expectation. It's going to work. That is the kingdom. I'm planning it. Why? Gosh, will you guys listen to me? Why am I planning it? Anybody ever plant anything in here? Do you go to the racks of all the fruit and go, any, meeny, mighty, mo? This is what I got. What do you do? You have an expectation of what you want. Anybody like artichokes? Okay, only two weirdos. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Only two people. Maybe there's more. We're all scared to say now because artichokes. Who would ever want? But the point is, is this: the rest of us aren't going to get artichoke seeds, but you will because you like them. So you're going to go with an expectation of you're going to pass up the corn, you're going to pass up the onion, you're going you're to pass up the lettuce, you're going to the artichoke seed because that's your expectation. And when you plant it in the ground, you're believing that the seed is going to be produced and you're going to have your artichokes and experience them. I just explained to you the kingdom of God. That is the kingdom. See, religion's Literally deformed people. We we pray, we beg God, we, we do everything that doesn't work in the kingdom, and then we want it to work. Well, God, why didn't you do this? And why didn't you do this? And God must not be real. And we we talk in trash, but we're not operating in the kingdom. Right. What he's been talking about, it what teach what's taught in the scripture? This is a church issue. A preacher issue, a teacher issue, screwing people up. When Jesus said most of the time in his conversations on this earth about the kingdom, even explaining how it works. This is how people can get like, I don't care about this because you're, you don't know the kingdom. You think, you think life's about that king. That kingdom's dead. You're, people get so consumed about, no, I'm gonna get this car, I'm gonna get this ride, and I'll get these new tires and these roofs, and I'm gonna get wrapped, and I'm gonna be all that. You're gonna be dead. That's gonna die with you, and you're gonna die. That's, you're, that, you spent your whole life wrapping a vehicle. You, you don't have any relationships, your life's a mess, you got de- you're messed up, but you got your vehicle wrapped. That's your excitement about life. See, that's, that's how robbed you are of what it means to live in the kingdom. What I'm trying to say is this is what religion has done. It's made people like, why would I want that? And I get it. You shouldn't want it. But here you are in here. We're not talking about that. I'm talking about being able to live large, live big, and still wrap your car. But your life, ain't a, your life isn't consumed about it. You're like going, if I want it, I will. But life's big. I'm living life big. That's when you're starting to connect in love life. That's when you're starting to go, oh, okay, this is different. I, I was bringing in my old church way. My, my old church mindset. Get rid of that. That's, that's yucky. This is life. This is real life. This is what happens on Monday. I want you to be able to get up in the morning and go, oh man, I'm relentless today because this is a good life to live. I got the seed mindset going now. I got it going. I got it going. It works in every area of your life. Every area. I'll give you a parable. I don't know why I do I just want to. I spent seven hours painting this building. I'm not finished. I was purely exhausted and I have no clue what happened to me. But I literally collapsed three times and my legs. I could not, I was, I don't know what happened. I'm, I'm done and I'm cleaning. And I literally, I've never in my life had this happen, but my whole leg, it wasn't working. I didn't, I didn't do anything to hurt or I, I don't know what happened. And I got up and I fell again. My, my son's like, going, what's going on? What happened? What, are you okay? And I'm going, yeah, I'm okay. And I'm still trying to work and clean. And I, it happened a couple of times. And I'm in, it's, it's the weirdest pain. It was terrible. And so I'm limping, literally limping back and, and he's going to drive. In my head, this whole time. It's weird because a week before this event, I was talking to someone about their wound, they got hurt. And I go, I've stood on the scripture and I've got, I've had busted eardrums healed. God heals wounds. He restores health. And I said, that's what scripture teaches. Now you, you believe that, believe his word and accept it. And I'm telling you, you, you will receive the the strength and everything necessary because this is what his word provides for us. It's ours. And, and now in my head, that's going through my head. I'm going but it's, it's the weirdest thing in the world because I've never in all my life as a believer and follower, this is the first time I experienced this type of mindset, action, experience. Freaky. I, can't, I don't even know if I should talk about it because I don't want it to be doctrine. I mean, it's so crazy. But in my head, I know what, I already know what belongs to me. I sit him, Daniel drives, I'm in there, and I'm like, I'm mad. I'm not, the pain, everything like that, I'm not concerned. I'm mad because I didn't fall off a ladder. I didn't do something. This just happened. I am burning mad. I'm like inside, I'm I'm, I'm getting aggressive like with me and going, this is not right. So I'm starting to feel my leg. And I'm feeling it. And the, the, both my boys in the truck, and they're like going, what's going? And I'm going, I don't feel nothing. I don't feel anything. I'm trying to find out what's broke, what's ripped, what's torn. And I'm going, I don't feel anything. I already know I've been healed. It's already healed. But I'm like going, no, I want to know what's wrong. I'm fighting to know what's wrong. I'm not kidding you. This, this, this is crazy. You got a crazy pastor. I'm so mad because there's, I want a reason. There's no reason. <laughs> and it's like, I, they're like going, I, you'd think they're, they're probably looking at me like going, well, you should be all excited and everything. I was mad. I was totally mad. But also go, well, I, I, this is what I did. Yeah, I said on the scripture that my heels are wounded, my, my, my wounds are healed. I, it's just like I did it. I wasn't even, I was, this is crazy. This is a crazy Christian right now. And so I'm like going, this is, a oh mad. And then I thought, you know what? Through my head it's going, okay, could have been this and this. And I thought, no, you ain't going this way. This is wrong. Everything about what happened was Wrong. You got some little demon grabbed your leg or something. I mean, it was totally, this is how freaky it was. And I said, you know what? Now, I promise you, I had aches in my body. I should because I've been kicking butt with this stuff. So I'm having aches, man. You can't sit there and go sh- 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 for eight hours and not have shoulder issues or your back being tight. So that's all there. I don't care about that. That's not a big deal with me. I work out. I get, I get pain sometimes. I hope, more than other, because I want to build. I want to strengthen. So I don't have a problem with that. I have no problem with pain, because I want to accomplish something. So I have no problem. It was this I had a problem with. And then there's nothing there, and I'm like going, this is not right. So ultimately, I was going, all right, you you'll play that game? I, this is my profession. This is my confession. We're not going to pay till Monday. We're going to wait till. Mo- oh, yeah, we work Memorial Day here. No messing around with this, boss. So I, I'm like going, "Now nah, we'll we we'll t- we'll calm. We won't. This is Friday. This happened Friday. Saturday, now nah, we'll, we'll just chill." And 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 you know, I got here Saturday morning. It's you know the time I get here. Sun ain't up. Let's put it that way. So I'm here. I thought, okay, I need to take back four five gallon pails of uh, paint because it's the wrong color. So I'm gonna take it to Home Depot exchange it take care of it did that got it all taken care of drove back and I go wow it's pretty cool out right now huh and this is what I did exactly what I did you want to find out who's the boss this is what I said you want to find out who's the boss I was talking to my leg. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with my leg, but this is I think it has to do with the athlete in me too I mean, I've played with broken bones and sprains, and I've played sports with all kinds of, I've pitched games with a broken finger. So, I mean, basketball, you name it. I've been paying to play. But I'm like going, oh, you want to, I'm going to show you his boss. I'm going to paint. I said I wasn't going to paint. I'm going to show you. I'm going to paint. So I started doing everything. No one's here. And I was like, I don't want anybody here. I'm going to show you. You ain't gonna never, you'll never do that again. And I pulled out, I pulled out tarps. I started dragging cords, getting the, the, the machine. I'm doing all this. I'm going up and down, up and down and painted four hours. You know, everybody started coming into church going, oh, can we help? Yeah, yeah, right. I'm almost done. No. <laughs> I mean, there were a there benefit in some of the things. So I don't have to come off the lift and everything. But the point is, is this. That's crazy. So now I've come to this new place in my life where there's a place where you can get where you're like going, you're healed and you're still mad because you can't figure out what happened. I mean, it's almost stupid like I would say, God, do put something back on there so I can find out what it was. God it had nothing to do with this. This, ain't, this has nothing. And I don't really care. All I know is it was wrong. And that wasn't going to happen again. And so I literally, I, I'm, I'm serious. I just went, boom, let's do it. And I just, and I did faster and more and better than I did the other day by myself. And I finished, I was tired. Tired, back was sore, legs. I can complain about that. But that pain wouldn't come back. I beat that thing down. Now, there are all kinds of different ways that I've stood in faith and believed and expected and seen God do great things because it's his covenant. He did it, I receive it. I'm not waiting for God to heal me. He already did. I'm lining myself up. What does the word say? I'm lining myself up. There are times in your life where you're not at that mature level. You don't have that place of faith where you're like where I'm at right now. I've been there. This isn't me since the beginning of, I believe in you, Jesus. No way. I've been the, the, the three-year-old. I've been the eight-year-old. I've been the 18-year-old. I've been through the rebellious times of a teenager in, in this faith. I've been in the 20s. I've been in the 30s. I've been there. I know this stuff. And I'm telling you right now, this, this thing, this life, is an awesome, awesome, awesome experience, but it's still tied to one thing. We're in a kingdom, and everything in this kingdom has been provided for you on the cross, everything. Every promise, every need, everything that you're dealing with has already been taken care of. The proof of it started in Genesis. When did God put man on the earth? After everything was done. He didn't put man on earth and go, oops, we need to get him some food. Man, what's he going to drink? We need to make water. But no, God provides, takes care of every single need we have. Then he goes, let's do this. Provisions yours. Every seed packet in your life is available right now. I'm shortcutting this message because I told you it is not going to be a message that's over in a couple of weeks. It's going to take a while to get through this. But when I'm finally through and I go, all right, next subject, you all are going to be professors in this thing to know this stuff. And you're going to be able to go out there and deal with the issues and like going, I'm putting up with this in my life. I ain't putting up with this pain. I ain't putting up with this doctor report. I ain't putting up. And you're going to start getting aggressive. I ain't putting up with this type of relationship. I deserve better. I'm, 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 my image is, is bigger and better because I know how he sees me. And all of a sudden, you start, you start transforming into someone with a value that, that's amazing. But guess what? That's what God sees in you amazing. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah, you're special. But now it's time to live this life big. Live it the way he planned it for you to live. He didn't, listen, he didn't plan Adam and Eve to exist on this earth. He said, rule and reign it. Rule and reign. Live big. Own it. Whatever you command, whatever you dictate, whatever your authority is, it's yours. Go for it. That was their authority, and now Jesus did what he did. I'm a part of the last Adam, and I'm ruling and reigning. Now, there are times when I don't have a clue I can do it. There are times when I haven't grown up yet, but guess what? I'm not quitting. I'm not giving up, and I'm going to keep fighting the fight of faith because it's a good fight, and good fights are fights you win, right? I've never lost the fight and went, oh, that's good. You Ever see uh, anybody? You ever gonna fight and lose and go? Oh, that was a great time. No, that that's not a great time. N- losing is not great. Even scripture says, "You gonna run, run to win." Non-athlete people get upset about that. Just stop it. You ever played Monopoly? Win. You ever played you know Uno? Win. Don't be, a, don't be a mean, bad winner or, uh, you know, have sportsmanship, but no, play to win. I know I'm, this church is like crazy in that way. We can get together having a Christian gathering and people will fight to win. I mean, y'all, y'all got that winning mindset. I like that. I ain't wasting my time. We ain't all passing out. You're a winner, medals. And you lost? No no entitlement here. We grow and we learn and we experience this life the way it should be experienced. God's for you, not against you. He says, I got great dreams for you. What are you going to do tomorrow morning? Are you going to wake up with the way you've always woke up or are you going to change your attitude? Listen, we started with relentless. We started with 40 days. I know majority of all of you. you ain't doing none of it. But that's on you. That's 100% on you. And I'm not even requiring you to be doing this thing forever. I just want you to learn the principles and live them. You get up in the first of the morning and get this connection with the Lord. See, for 40 days, a lot of you did. And then it just went to the wayside. You live it back into normal life. I was listening to uh, um, this guy. I won't name names, but he, he 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 does studies. I mean, he just just got that science mind. But he was talking about the research on habits, and everybody knows the majority of statement is this: How do you create a? Habit? How many days does it take to create a habit? And they're pretty much everybody will say twenty one days, right? That's pretty much what everybody says. But research shows people that have been doing this for years and years and years, research research shows that it can't take 21 days or up to three years to create a habit. Isn't that interesting? So we'd be hitting 21 days. I know the majority of people don't have that habit. I mean, all through the years that I've been doing this stuff, 21 days doesn't mean much. But there are people that can create a habit in 21 days. What is it? attitude. Is this 21-day is this thing, are you aggressively and relentless and this is your passion? Well, I believe the 21 days, you're going to win. But if it's something that you're just going along for the ride or, you know, it'd be nice and that's your attitude, it's going to take longer. This, I believe, through all that study, I do not believe at all that it's based upon some people are just wound that way. I don't believe that. I believe some people are just not aggressive in the process of change in certain areas, so it takes them a longer period of time. That would be, that would be unfair if some people, it takes two years, other 21, it's just the way you're made. That would be unfair, and God didn't create unfairness. He created us after his likeness and image. Just Attitude. I'd rather have the 21 day than three years, wouldn't you? Yeah, certainly. But the point is, is what is it that you're looking for? Change. I don't want to break a bad habit? I know people that have broken bad habits in one day. One day. My dad. My dad broke a habit in one day. He was a chain smoker. And his dad, he watched him die the most agonizing, my grandpa, death because of smoking. It was terrible. And I think I was about 10 or 11 at that time. And he went through this. And he literally stopped. Never smoked again. And that's pretty amazing, right? Now, why? Because that played such a massive part in what he saw, his connection, his everything to this, that he literally just stopped. With my mom, chain smoking till she died. Which is crazy. She'd smoke with an oxygen machine. That's how much a bondage it was on her. Is that crazy? But he didn't. Now, that's what I believe. I believe that we have the empowerment and the ability to win. And if you want to get aggressive enough and you want to be committed and keep being relentless for whatever it is that you know you need to change, then go for it. But I'm going to tell you what it's going to require. It's going to require other people that you can be that are loyal to your success. Because we can say other people, other friends, but that don't mean nothing. Because most of friends are, you know, Facebook friends. You need a friend that you already know that half the time you can't stand. Those are the, those are true friends. Why? Because iron sharpens iron. You ever seen iron sharpen iron? There's nothing good, there's nothing smooth about that. A good friend, that's what happens. But that's when you know, you got a yes person, that's not a friend. It's not. So we, we, we find those people that are like going, well, you want to commit to me, then, then there's going to be a commitment. If I tell you, I'm going to tell you, and you better not mess around. And when you get connected in that way, and it's working, and that person is, is, is loyal and, and, and puts you in a position of, I will help you, that's someone you want in your corner. Right? It's something that we also need to be looking for. Those people that are going to fight the fight of faith with us. But back into what I was talking about going in this direction is, is there's that time when you don't have the faith. You're not mature enough. You don't have the ability to look at the scripture and go, I agree, I believe. And God knows that. Because you're young in understanding. And in his scripture, in his word, he does this. If anyone even needs healing, in the way of not, this is a thing that should happen, but it's a thing of, we wish you weren't, but if you are, call forth the elder of the church. He will anoint with oil and pray the prayer of faith. So there's an avenue where God is saying, some of you aren't at that place yet. You don't quit. We don't give up. We don't go, okay, this is my life forever. You're just, you're three. And you need some help. And God puts that in his word to show you, he understands you. There are times when you need that extra help in the area of faith, but It is not scriptural to believe that this is the way you're supposed to live your life and wait for a leader, wait for pastor praise for you, and then it'll work. That's not what God wants. God does not want that. He wants you to be able to get up in the morning and experience what belongs to you. That's what he wants. So what does that mean? I just gave you another teaching on how valuable you are, how powerful you are. You don't have to rely on someone else's faith and someone else to do this, pray for this and pray. You don't have to, but you do have to grow. And we understand that in life. You do have to grow. You do have to learn. You do have to understand foundations. It's mandatory. We all get that. And if you don't, your life's gonna live at the lowest level of life. But that's choices, and it's time for us to live big and live large and experience His kingdom. Jesus said the kingdom of God. He says, what parable should I use to describe it? This is what Jesus said. Mark 430. How shall, how, how shall we say the kingdom of God is? Um, what parable should I use to describe it? Is that amazing? And he says, it is like a mustard seed the smallest seed you plant in the ground. Yet when planted, what? Yet planted, the the mustard seed, let me tell you about the kingdom of God. It's like you take this small little seed and when planted, are you guys hearing me? What am I teaching? I'm teaching this seed, the word of God, this word for you. I need this word for this. I need this word for relation. I need this word. I need this word. I need this. Well, the planet means you need to take action on the belief. You, you, I don't take a watermelon seed, go, I'm going to have watermelons. Look, I got a seed, watermelons, watermelons are coming. And then you see me next week and I go, watermelon, watermelons are coming. You're going to look at me and go, you, you, you're missing it. What do you mean watermelons are coming? Nothing's coming, pastor. I go, don't you talk to me that way. I'm your pastor. I'm more spiritual than you. I got a watermelon seed. I'm going to have watermelons. Watermelons. Yeah. And you're like going, Maybe he's going to plant them later. And then a month later you go, hey, how'd your watermelons turn out? Watermelons! Yeah! I'm going to have what. You are going to look at me and go, I'm out of here. This guy's crazy, right? Christians are doing that every day. Hope you're not. Hope I'm not. Either way, there's got to be action. And the kingdom of God requires that seed, though it's the smallest seed, plant the seed. Plant the seed, and it will grow. It said, What? It will grow. What did it say? It will grow. Did it say, It will grow in one hour? Lord Jesus, it's not working yet. It's only been 20 minutes. I'm telling you, this is what religion does. It will grow means there's a process of time. Growth takes time. How do we know? Because we plant a seed in the ground. The ground produces. And next week, I'll get into your ground and what's causing the delay in the harvest, or what is producing, the multiplication results in the harvest. It's all about the seed being planted in the ground. Coming next week. Father, we thank you for the word. We love your truth. We're committed to hear your truth. We're not committed to just the the mindset of of what religion tries to literally force on us. We want truth. It's the truth that we receive that brings freedom. It'll set us free. And so, Father, we thank you right now for the truth of the word of God. We're we're accepting it in our hearts. And we have an expectation of, of growth because we do. We're hearing it and we believe this. So, Father, we thank you. We thank you for the word of God, the seed that has been planted in our hearts this morning. Anybody in here today, if you've never received Jesus, well, life takes a seed. And that seed is a belief of that truth, that call on the name of Jesus and he will be planted in your heart. He will come and make his life a part of your life. You'll be part of the family of God forever. But you've got to call on the name of Jesus. Anyone in here, anyone out there in the live stream, here's your opportunity to receive Jesus. Say this this after me. I'm helping you in this awesome journey to start you off in becoming what Jesus said, you must be born again. You can say this with me. Say, Jesus, I'm listening. And I want you to know that I believe in you. My confession from my heart right now is I believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. And Jesus, I'm talking to you because I believe in you. Come into my life. I desire to live for you. Amen. If you've prayed that prayer, you've never prayed that prayer before, I have something for you free. I want to give it to you to help you. But if you prayed that prayer in here, raise your hand and the ushers will hand you this little pamphlet for you if you've never done it before. If you're out there in live stream, I can't hand anything to you right now. But what I can do is if you need help, call the church, give us your address, whatever, get the address. I'll send it to you. I'll pay for it. I'm not concerned about it. I'll send you that, and I promise, promise, I will not mail you anything after that. Even if you want something mailed, I won't mail you anything after that. I don't do that. I can't stand it. I can't stand getting church junk mail, but I will send it to you. No problem, all right? Love you guys. Have an awesome Memorial Day. Be blessed. (laughs)